Welcome to AEM Early Access, a collaboration between Brown University Emergency Medicine and the editors of the Academic Emergency Medicine Journal. I'm Dr. Gita Pensa, and here's what we've got for you today. Between 6 and 12% of pediatric patients evaluated for blunt abdominal trauma have intra-abdominal injury, which is a leading cause of trauma-related childhood morbidity. The management will vary depending on the organ involved and the severity, but even within that, there is practice variability as to whether injuries are handled non-operatively. Today, we're talking about a new paper in AEM entitled Epidemiology and Management of Abdominal Injuries in Children. First author, Dr. Pradeep Chowdhury, is here to discuss it with us. Dr. Chowdhury is a practicing pediatric emergency medicine physician at Children's Hospital of Los Angeles and Keck School of Medicine of the University of Southern California. His research interests include pediatric trauma, traumatic brain injury, diagnostic testing, and the application of evidence-based medicine to clinical practice. We're excited to have him with us today. And don't forget to read the full text of this article, which will be available open access for a limited time. Dr. Chowdhury, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Okay, so the approach to intra-abdominal injury in children has evolved over the years. So can you tell us a little bit about this evolution and where the American Pediatric Surgical Association or the APSA guidelines are now in terms of the management of intra-abdominal injury in children? That's a big question, but I mean, in broad strokes. (laughs) Sure. Yeah, no problem. Uh, you know, not surprisingly, management of intra-abdominal injuries depends on which organs are injured, how severe those injuries are, and most importantly, the clinical course of the patient. In general, though, the management over time has moved towards non-operative for most hemodynamically stable intra-abdominal injuries. APSA did publish in 2000 a guideline to inform resource utilization for children with isolated liver and spleen injuries. And since then, additional research has been conducted that has further refined management of these uh, of these patients, including need for ICU admission and length of stay recommendations, which has uh, greatly improved the standardization and approach to the management of these children. Mm-hmm. So despite these guidelines, you note in your paper's introduction that there's still variability in how these cases are managed for example, depending on the type of institution the patient's in, um, you know, one that handles mostly adults versus children. So can you tell us a little bit more about what is was previously known about this variability? Yeah, uh, as in most areas of medicine, variability in care delivery in this condition exists. Uh, we know that children experience variabilities in care between academic and community hospitals and pediatric versus mixed versus adult trauma centers, as you mentioned. More specifically for pediatric interabdominal injuries, previous literature has identified important differences in abdominal surgery rates between adult and pediatric trauma centers, and children with similar injury patterns or are more likely to undergo abdominal surgery in adult centers compared to pediatric centers, although this gap, over time this gap is closing. All right, so what were you hoping to add to the knowledge on this topic with your study? Like, were you, what were your objectives for the study? Yeah. Because previous literature suggests that guideline adherent care is more likely in pediatric centers, as I uh, just mentioned, we aim to describe the management of intra-abdominal injury within just these pediatric centers. 
Our primary objective was for the study was to describe in, injury epidemiology, diagnostic evaluations, and the management of children with intra-abdominal injuries across U.S. children's hospitals over the last decade. Our secondary objectives were to describe the inter-hospital inter variation and temporal, temporal trends in the surgical management of children with intra-abdominal injury. Mm -hmm. And we hypothesized that while most children with intra-abdominal injury are managed non-operatively, there remains care variation across hospitals. And because we expected wider adoption of this non-operative approach over time, we also hypothesized that such management of children with intra-abdominal injuries in children's hospitals increased over the past decade. Okay. So this was a cross-sectional study of 33 hospitals in the pediatric health information system. Can you tell us a little bit more about that network? Yes. Uh, FIS, uh, or the Pediatric Health Information System database, it's a large administrative database. It contains encounter-level billing data from nearly 50 tertiary care children's hospitals in the United States. It uh, FIS includes large amounts of administrative data, such as ICD codes and procedure codes, but it does not include any clinical or imaging data like vital signs or radiology reports. Mm -hmm. As an example, you can know if an abdominal CT was performed, but we would not know what the actual study results were. Mm -hmm. Okay. So... Um... Tell us a little bit more about your study design and your methods. Sure. Um, we conducted a retrospective multi-center cross-sectional study using FIS. Um, we included children less than 18 years of age who had an ED encounter in participating hospitals over the last, over a 10-year period between 2010 and 2019, uh, and who had intra-abdominal injuries. We defined intra-abdominal injuries using ICD-9 and 10 discharge diagnosis codes. Uh, for blunt uh, intra-abdominal injury, and who also had an abdominal CT performed. We categorized injuries based on organ system using ICD coding and also by severity using the abbreviated injury scale or AIS score. Mm -hmm. And we described rates of our, our outcome in addition to performing generalized linear modeling to examine some of the hospital level variability and temporal trends in surgical management of intra-abdominal injury. And you excluded children with penetrating injuries. That made sense. But, but I was just curious about this. But you also excluded children with an explicit diagnosis of child abuse. Why is that? Yeah, we intentionally excluded children with child abuse for this study because the temporality of their injuries is often unknown. And rates of wow. resource utilization usually differ from children with accidental injuries. And rates of the primary outcome may also be different. Um, therefore, for this study, we, we chose to exclude them. Okay. All right. That makes sense. So you calculated the proportions of, you know, abdominal surgeries and you looked at outcomes with children who were managed with surgery versus those managed non-operatively. And you looked at the organ type involved and severity for liver and splenic injuries. And you wound up with, it looks like 9,265 encounters of children who were evaluated within these 33 children's hospitals and 64% were male, and the median age was nine years old. So given all that, talk to me about your results. Like, what did you find regarding how these patients were managed? Yeah, as you mentioned, we had a large sample. And because we had a large sample of patients over a 10-year period, we were able to explore uh, both the epidemiology and management of intra-abdominal injuries in children managed in these hospitals. And we found overall 16% of children 
with intra-abdominal injuries undergo abdominal surgery. And while there was variability in the abdominal, in abdominal surgery across hospitals as an aggregate measure, individually, most hospitals actually had surgical rates that did not significantly differ from the average, showing actually consistent care uh, among the hospitals. And what did you find about injury type? Yeah, we also found that liver and spleen uh, were the most frequently injured organs consistent with previous literature uh, in children with intraabdominal injury, and most were managed non-operatively, and that abdominal surgery was more likely when multiple injuries were, uh, multiple organs were injured. Okay. Any other results that you'd like us to know about? Yeah, uh, related to the liver and spleen injuries, uh, we found that abdominal surgery rates for liver and spleen injuries remained uncommon and that rates of abdominal surgery for both uh, were found to be less than 5% for the study period, which is consistent with previous benchmarks for management of these injuries. All right. So how are you hoping that these findings might be used to inform pediatric trauma care? Yeah, these data can be used to continue to establish benchmarks for hospitals managing children with intra-abdominal injuries. And because these data are collected continuously at these centers, they can also be used to track changes over time and examine variations between centers, um, which is uh, important for uh, quality uh, and safety management. All right, fantastic. So what do you think comes next, both in terms of like what should come next, I think, on top of this? And is there anything upcoming for your group? Yeah, um, next steps would include work to actually operationalize data such as these into actual benchmarking and quality efforts. So we generated some knowledge with the study and then actually taking that forward and operationalizing the data into uh, uh, sort of benchmarking and quality efforts across hospitals uh, in children or in uh, hospitals who care for children uh, would be important next steps. Well, fantastic. Thank you so much for talking to us about this paper. I'm really excited to see what comes next, and I appreciate your time and your work. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate the opportunity to speak to you about our work, and I also wanted to thank my co-investigators for their support and collaboration on this project. Fantastic. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this month's AEM Early Access. The full text of this article is available on our blog at brownemblog.com, open access for a limited time. Check out all of our podcasts on iTunes. Search for AEM Early Access, all one word. Today's music is by Scott Holmes. I'm Dr. Gita Pensa, and we'll see you next time.